Thanks so much for listening to the Benefits Breakdown. Stay tuned until the end of the episode to receive a code for Sherm Credit. Now, enjoy the episode. Hello, hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of Benefits Breakdown. I'm Adam Compton here with fellow teammate. Hey, everybody. Jared Bocutz here with you today. And we are actually thrilled to have our wonderful teammate, Gina Schreiber, join us for today. She is amazing. And (laughs) all things Medicare, she is our expert teammate and leads that team within Brown & Brown. So Gina, do you mind giving us, our listeners, a little bit more introduction than that? Yeah, great. Thanks for having me, guys. Happy to be back. Uh, my name is Gina Schreiber. I lead the uh, account management and uh, Medicare teams for our group, uh, AVO Insurance Services, which is a, a subsidiary of Brown & Brown. Been with the company for eight years today. It's my anniversary, actually. Hey, happy anniversary. Um, <laughs> thanks. Yeah. Um, so our team uh, helps uh, clients find um, a appropriate Medicare supplement plans that meet their financial and healthcare needs. Um, so we spend all of our time really supporting them and making the appropriate healthcare choices for themselves. Because Medicare is really easy to follow, right, Gina? Everybody gets it. Nobody's <laughs> yeah. confused. And everyone goes, this is, oh, I can't believe they made it so easy. It's like Amazon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for a for a national, uh, a national benefit program, it's different down to the uh, county level. So uh, you have to really kind of focus in on each individual person and make sure that they have all the information they need and they're making the right choices. After I was doing this position that I'm in with Brown and Brown for a few years, my parents became eligible for Medicare. And my mom called me and she's like, Jared, now that you work in insurance, you can help us with Medicare. And I was like, no, I can't. Not going to happen. <laughs> Medicare is a beast all into itself. That is yeah. something that I do not pretend to be a specialist in, in in any form or fashion. That is a, a world that you have to live and breathe 24-7 to truly understand it. It's yeah, constantly yeah. changing. It, it's something that is getting more and more complicated. So we are so grateful to have teammates like Gina who specialize in it. Well, Gina, I'd love to kick off with understanding the role of what you do, but then step back to our listeners and, and employers that are listening and friends of the show of, of why this matters. Because we have a lot of stuff that comes back to education, but a lot of it boils down to a need of an organization to manage risk that ultimately costs money. And if we can understand that, we can protect employers. We can often create, uh, and maybe Gina, to a question to you of, of a perception of the industry, it seems like Medicare is perceived as maybe less rich or not as robust. So maybe we can talk about that from an employer perspective some of those risk rewards that we just got to start reviewing when they think about partnering or maybe expanding their Medicare opportunity for their employees. Yeah, no, I think that's a great place to start. Um, so like I said, like what our team does is we help folks evaluate the uh, Medicare options that are available to them. So Medicare, I'm sure, I'm sure you know, has a few different components to it. They have original Medicare parts A and B, um, and that really covers, um, you know, hospital uh expenses and uh, general medical expenses as well on Part B. Um, And I always say they're good plans, but they're not necessarily great plans. It's an 80-20 plan and 20% of a big bill is still a big bill for a lot of people. So that original Medicare is limited in some of the protections that that it provides. Um, There's no out-of-pocket cost caps. And so um, people can can see costs like rack up pretty quickly. And that's where those supplemental plan options come in. So you can kind of wrap around or replace uh, in some instances uh, your original Medicare coverage with these kind of more enhanced 
plan offerings that can offset some of your out-of-pocket costs through original Medicare and give you access to, to stronger benefits. So those are Medigap or Part D plans and uh, Medicare Advantage plans. And that's what our team is really looking at. We're contracted with a number of uh, national and regional uh, carriers out there that market uh, supplemental Medicare benefits. Um, and so when we work with a client, um, we'll figure out what they what they need. So we'll check their providers and prescriptions and what their, um, you know, overall cost looks like and what they can afford. And we'll, you know, survey a number of different carriers out there and we'll find plans that are kind of best suited to, to meet their needs. And we'll present those to them and help them enroll in it too. It can all be done uh, virtually. So we can support anybody across the country. And, and we do, we have, a, um, as you know, we support a lot of our Brown and Brown uh, clients. And then we also, uh, part of our team uh, has an SSDI business as well. So we help a lot of individuals that are becoming Medicare eligible through a disability rather than through turning 65, which is a kind of a unique subset too that oftentimes has a little bit more advanced needs in terms of providers, specialty providers, or, you know, a number of different prescriptions as they're kind of managing underlying health conditions. So why this is relevant to employers, I mean, some stats that jump off to me is in, Americans are working longer. Uh, um, the average age of employment has gone up four years. So people are retiring four years later than they were 20 years ago. If you were planning to retire at 65, you're most likely going to retire at 69 now. Based on that stat, I mean, not, not, that's not a hard and fast rule, of course. But but you're seeing all those stories that people that thought they were going to retire are going back. <laughs> it's know. just amazing. And I think you're right on, Jared. Yeah. Particularly if you're checking your 401k balance at all lately. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I think it got us all scared that we're going to be working longer than we planned. But I, I have two kids about to embark in a you know college education cost, and I, so retirement is the least thing that's <laughs> on my mind. I don't know if I'll ever be able to when we get through this this process. For sure, I think we're all in that boat. <laughs> and another stat that jumps off the page to me is for an employer, according to our book of business that we monitor pretty closely, the average employee who is post sixty five is three and a half to four times as expensive as an employee, another average employee. So if your average employee is age 37 or 38, they cost X and an average employee who is post 65 is 4X. That is a crazy alarming stat for employers to be aware of. So if if I'm an employer, Gina, and I have these employees, a handful of them, and I mean, it's not like many employers have these huge number of post 65 that are enrolled in their healthcare right. plan, but we know that they're going to be four times as expensive as someone else. Let's simplify this for someone like me. I'm a simple-minded person. How are you going to help me, employee, yeah. Acme company that's trying to make this widget? And how are you going to help me? Yeah. Yeah. Great question. So I'd say um, first and foremost, when you see um, these numbers of Medicare-eligible employees increasing, what, what you also see kind of the first line of defense is their HR teams. And that's where people go to with questions. So I'm turning 65. And what does that mean? And more and more, we're hearing that, you know, HR teams aren't necessarily equipped with experts in this space. We talked a little bit earlier about how complicated and complex Medicare can be. And so as a, you know, HR generalist, do they have the access to the information that they need to give these, um, you know, give guidance appropriately? There's, you know, there can be late enrollment penalties and other types of things that can impact a person years into the future if you don't kind of act in the right way. 
as you're becoming eligible for Medicare. So that's sort of number one is so the risk of not having access to some expertise is that you give somebody the wrong guidance and it and it really has a negative impact on them kind of going out a number of years. Other than that, getting to the point of sort of the the costs of it and, and sort of the approach that an employer can take of just giving people access to information. We do work with a number of employers to do kind of this proactive um, outreach and education uh, support model that we that we offer. I think the thing about uh, Medicare is if you're if you're working and covered under an employer based plan, you know, it's really served up to you very neatly every year. You get a glossy kind of, you know, pamphlet that tells you about your new benefits and it's really easy to enroll. It's all online and you're kind of clicking through, you're looking at last year's, you know, elections and maybe some changes, but not not a lot every single year that, that come through. And so it's really easy. If you wanted to look at Medicare, as we talked about before, original Medicare probably isn't going to cut it. It's not going to compare to what you're used to under an employer plan. So if you're really looking for something that's comparable, you're going to have to shop for these supplemental options. And that means you have to find someone that can help you shop, or you have to go to each of these carriers yourself and do some of the legwork of finding all these different quotes and making an evaluation of what you want to do. So you can call someone on TV. You know, there's a lot of folks that advertise out there. You have uh, 70s actors and sports uh, celebrities that are that are representing different companies. And so they're um, trying to market people to call in and, and they can help to, um, you know, find different solutions across a number of carriers. Um, or, you know, you find somebody that that, you know, is brought to you through your employer. And that's really where we come into. So you know, an employer is saying you don't have to move like and an employer actually can't kind of incent somebody or or um, encourage somebody to move off their plan. But what you can do is provide them access to education. And, and that's really what our service is. Give your team the ability to evaluate all their healthcare options and make the choice that's best for them. I think there are other kind of nuances around whether there's um, spousal coverage involved because Medicare is an individual plan and sometimes a spouse is covered. But we work through all of that too. We really understand their full suite of needs when it comes to healthcare for their families. And if it doesn't make sense to move off of an employer plan because of something like that, we'll we'll let them know that that's probably their best option to to stay to stay put <laughs> until there's other kind of healthcare options available. But really, that's what I say is I call us sort of like a Medicare EAP. We're here if you need us. If you don't need us, that's great. Um, but if you do, it's nice to have somebody that you can call to ask some questions. I don't know how many HR people I talked to over the years, but every one of them, as soon as we bring up Medicare, they get this panic look on their eyes. <laughs> I'm like, what should I do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I've, I've seen that. I've seen that look myself a few times. <laughs> I think I've made that look myself a few times. Yeah. I mean, they wear enough hats. I'm going to roll on that back to your point too, Jared. And, and Gina, your data is so spot on and such a help. And then tying that into the numbers where we have again four times the average cost. So I don't care if you're fully insured, if you're self-funded, I don't care how you fund your benefits. These claims impact your plan. So I think what I'm hearing, Gina, and I know we often have this perception like maybe Medicare is bad, where it's really not. Yeah. Like it's good benefits when we can do it the right way and have that coaching. If somebody has mm -hmm. the right opportunity and they move off the plan, that that risk, let's just be honest, let's call it what it is, a cost to your plan is going someplace else. Therefore, if I'm budgeting stop loss, if I'm thinking about high cost claimants, yeah. that just, that goes away after a while. And we get to have a bit more uh, stability while making people happy and controlling their dollars. Because I think we've seen a whole bunch of things and maybe pivot that a bit into what we've seen with some of the recent legislation where we've seen some different controls and measures that start to really look at things, maybe more so on the, on the pharmacy side that yeah. might help protect folks that are 
Medicare eligible or looking at plans this year. Maybe we can talk about the different uh, legislations that have been coming out recently and how they impact employees. Yeah, no, that's a great point. And, and uh, I'd say, um, you know, the other, uh, before we get into the legislation, the yeah. other piece of that is sort of how, how that compares is we've seen a lot of different types of employers and types, and I'm sure you have too, the types of programs that they offer. And some will have, you know, very um, robust benefits for um, folks. They'll subsidize a lot of the costs. They'll have retiree benefits that continue to go on forever and ever. And and those, when when we're evaluating those, it really never makes sense to leave because you have this really kind of robust subsidized benefit, you know, through your employer. But as you know, some of that kind of shifts a little bit. And we've had that happen too, where an employer was deciding to eliminate a retiree plan and said, you know, I need some support as all these folks are going to have to find different solutions. And so we've done some customized things there. But as some of those dynamics shift too, that's another piece of the consideration for an employee to make at an individual level, sort of what's the underlying structure of their employer plan. Um, But the Inflation Reduction Act that um, just got passed in August, I believe, um, has a few different things that are specific to Medicare. It has a lot of things in it. So I don't know if you've read through to the things that that impact Medicare specifically. Um, But really sort of the crux of what it will offer to Medicare is some relief for um, prescription drug um, costs for beneficiaries of Medicare. Um, So First, um, they'll have some immediate sort of relief in 2023 where some high cost prescriptions, insulin specifically, will be capped at $35 a month um, for beneficiaries, which is a significant decrease than what I think a lot of people are are used to seeing. They have other things that they're including, which is letting Medicare negotiate the cost of uh, prescriptions with uh, pharmaceutical companies directly. Um, And so I have some stats. I was doing some research on Medicare costs on, on certain drugs. And there's certain, when you look at like Eliquis, for example, um, AARP had issued a, a article earlier this, this year that said Eliquis, Medicare spends $9.9 billion on, on Eliquis for its beneficiaries. There's about 2 million beneficiaries in Medicare on Eliquis and they spend $9.9 billion on it every year. It's amazing. It's wild when you think about it. Yeah. So to have Medicare now be in sort of a, a driver's seat of negotiating these costs directly with pharmaceutical companies, the underlying beneficiaries will kind of reap the rewards of that um, as time goes on. Um, another piece of the change is that the out-of-pocket costs will be capped for um, beneficiaries. Um, that's a little bit of a longer tail. By uh, 2025, it should be $2,000, but there could be movement um, kind of earlier than that as they kind of stage down to that level. Um, and then there's also a piece where there can be, Medicare can receive rebates if a pharmaceutical company increases the cost of a drug faster than the cost of inflation. So they'll tie it to like CPI. And, and then again, another piece that's sort of putting Medicare in the driver's seat of limiting some of these um, these really astronomical prescription prices. Because prescription costs are going down, right? They're not getting more expensive. <laughs> I, I, I yeah. think there's this, there's a, an anomaly in our industry where there's a perception that drugs cost $5 or $30 when you go to CVS or yeah. Walgreens. But if you do the data, which, you know, Eliquis is one and pick every non-formally brand or uh, you go down the yeah. list, drugs are thousands of dollars at times. And these are becoming more common, particularly the ones that you mentioned that are on the tennis channel or the golf channel with the very tan people that everyone's having a good time. So yeah. that, that- Well, the more expensive ones are the ones that you see on TV is Trulicity, Humira, all of these ones that are just really, really costly. So that goes back to the employer being able to encourage and guide people based off the situation they're in and 
compare Medicare versus maybe the plan they're on and ultimately right. boils back to that serve them better or the employer better. Yeah. And so like for you guys, like I don't know if you have, you know, insights on sort of like what a, an employee would pay for some of those prescriptions under an employer plan. I'm sure it varies based on the structure and um, the, the kind of the cost structure of it. But that when we're looking at, you know, choosing between an employer plan or a Medicare plan, if you have some of these changes in your out-of-pocket prescription costs for somebody that has a condition that requires one of these really expensive prescriptions, it might actually make more sense. So we talked about an employer sort of seeing decreased costs, but our goal is to really create a win-win where the employee is actually experiencing decreased costs as well. And a lot of times they can, especially through Medicare Advantage plans that are really sort of cost-effective, but really good coverage too. So we're, we're always looking for that sort of win-win of like, how can we find the absolute best home for, for this coverage? Gina, I think that's interesting that legislation is actually going to reduce cost for a lot of these medications that people are taking. So that's a big win for the Medicare users. But to your point, people need to be educated on this. I mean, for the longest time, I think most people out there felt like if I go to Medicare, I'm going to get a reduction in coverage. It's going to cost me yeah. more. I'm not going to be able to get the same drug that I've had. I'm not going to. But it, from what I'm gathering, it sounds like these legislation changes are going to make it possibly even better than it even has been historically. Because we've talked in the past and we've talked a lot in the past about how most times it's more advantageous for someone to be on Medicare with a Medicare Advantage or something. They're going to be able to get yeah. same doctor, same coverage. But now it's even going to be more advantageous. So this is yeah. something that employers should be paying even more attention to to help their employees get that win-win where it could be a reduction in cost for me as the Medicare eligible individual from an employer perspective. If I'm helping them transition to a different option, a reduction of that person that's on average four times as expensive. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we're coming up to Medicare's uh, annual enrollment period uh, starts on October 15th, which is our uh, our busy season, but it's <laughs> as good a time as any um, to, to do an evaluation of where, of where things stand, um, especially, you know, Medicare's uh, Part D, like prescription costs, is a confusing sort of model anyway. This sort of donut hole concept, and you have to start paying the full thing, and then there's a shared kind of cost. And then when you hit the sort of coverage gap, then you have to pay sort of more on your own rather than Medicare until you hit a catastrophic level, and then they chip back in. So it's a really kind of confusing structure anyhow. Um, and so when we're evaluating plans, we're looking at all of those. We're looking at these prescriptions and where you are. But when some of these changes come, it's a good time to just sort of do a double check of what's out there and what where's the best um, where's the best plan fit for me. Can I pick on the employee experience a bit? And you mentioned, yeah, like is that a long time to reserve or research if you partner with the, the with your teammates? Like, what's that process? And I'm thinking of of expectation. Is it a couple meetings? Is it pretty quick? Because uh, it seems yeah. like the, the information is at your fingertips and you can guide people with relative ease by doing it so often. Uh, but what does that look like? Yeah, um, great question. Um, you know, the typical appointment that we set is about an hour. Um, and again, that's on average. Sometimes it's longer. Like I said, if we have somebody that has a, a disabling condition and they have 30 prescriptions, it might be different than somebody that has three. So um, on average, it's about 60 minutes. Um and we go through all the questions, like I said, around what their care needs are, what their family situation is. Are they looking at any sort of depending coverage? What um, what are the cost limitations and what are they kind of looking to spend? So um, we're completing a pretty comprehensive discussion. But, you know, it's 
manageable from a time standpoint. A lot of clients, depending on how much they've researched ahead of time, if they know sort of what they're looking for, they're enrolling right there on that call. Others will kind of want to take it back and absorb it a little bit, and we'll do a second a second call to just process the enrollment piece. Um, and that's usually a you know thirty minute thirty minute call to just finalize it with the carrier. Um, but it's a pretty pretty quick process. We try to make it as uh, painless as uh, as we can. Um, you know, most people are only enrolling in Medicare the one time. We do it every single day. <laughs> that's all. That's all the team is doing. So we uh, we kind of have it down in terms of what we need to ask and how we need to kind of process the information. And again, you're sort of getting the benefit of of consolidated shopping because we're able to look at a number of different sources sort of at the same time through software that we have and and our connections with all the different carriers that we're contracted with. You don't have to do that process each and every time we're doing it once and we're giving you the best, the best information across the market where, where you live. So um, we're really streamlining that whole shopping experience for you. Beats Google, right, Jared? (laughs) (laughs) Just a little bit. Yeah. We're like we're like the Amazon of uh, Medicare supplement plans, I guess. <laughs> you could have groceries and uh, and, and laundry detergent to your door. Yeah, just a different way. It's almost like the, the easy button for HR, though, because again, <laughs> yeah, HR. I, I, I joked around earlier about the look that I get, but I wasn't really joking. I was kind of serious. They get that deer in the headlights look when you bring up Medicare because yeah, they do, Adam. I've I've heard so many HR people say, "I turn to Google or I try to do this or I try to do that," and they don't, they don't really know what to do. But to have somebody that can sit down one-on-one with their employees and walk them through the options, and if it's best to stay on the employer plan, that's fantastic. Then it's a win for yep. the employee. If it makes more sense for them to make a change and choose a Medicare plan, then that's fantastic for them. The fact that you're doing it in an education process, because that's one thing that I think our listeners need to be clear on. We get asked this all the time. Can I incentivize my employees? Can I pay for this? Or can I do that? Or can I do this? Can you walk us through that a little bit, Gina, about, I guess, the compliance part of it or or that where they could run into trouble by doing something like that. Yeah. Yeah, the regulations for an employer are pretty are pretty specific in that space. So you there you can't do a lot of things. You can't offer them a different plan, you can't charge them a higher rate, you can't offer an incentive for them to move, you can't kind of limit benefits in any sort of way, you can't intentionally mislead somebody in terms of what benefits are out there. So there's a lot a long list of things you can't do. Um, but again, what we're talking about is the thing that not only can you do, but I think you should do is give them access to somebody that can objectively guide them through the process. We, you know, we're just wanting them to have access to all the information before they make a, you know, an informed healthcare healthcare decision um, for themselves. So it really is an educational um, effort. Like I said, this Medicare EAP is is kind of how I shorthand it. Not. Uh, required to use us. We're here if you need us. You can call us at any time. We can call too. We call out um, as people are turning 65 and becoming Medicare uh, Medicare eligible um, just so they don't miss an enrollment opportunity. Or like I said, there's late enrollment penalties if you miss your window. Um, so we don't want that to happen because um, those late enrollment penalties stick with you for the whole time you're on Medicare. So it's an important thing to not miss, especially if you're not covered under the the healthcare plan. So that's an important distinction too. Our service isn't just for those that are 65 and covered under an employer's plan. They're for anybody, whether they're not covered under the employer plan. And also we provide service to somebody that's 35 and their parents are turning 65 and want to have additional information. So it really is a holistic benefit that that any employee can take advantage of. Yeah. I think so many times we get in this employee 65, we're missing spouses, dependents, 
Uh, we actually had one this week. I have a Cobra eligible 66 year old husband and wife was 62. So then what do we do with that? So it's really opening up the gamut there. Yeah, I mean, there are there can be choices. I and mean, sometimes that's, again, we're sort of like creatures of habit, right? So we're, we structure our benefits this way 10 years ago, and, and we haven't really thought about different structures since. But there can be different choices. Sometimes the spouse, you know, has maybe a benefits through their employer, or, you know, there's ACA plans out there too, depending on what their needs are. We have an, uh, an option to kind of use a self-service platform and evaluate some ACA plans as well. So people can, again, get a sense of what's out there. Even if it's not through Medicare, they can look to see if a, a spouse can find coverage for that period of time until they're Medicare eligible through a different solution too. The Affordable Care Act. We don't talk about that as much anymore. <laughs> yeah. You know, the other <laughs> interesting thing is some employers, so you know, this was true for me and my family, actually. Um, I used to be covered under my husband's plan and they had, you know, a, a fee, like it was a $50 a month penalty for me to use his benefits because I was eligible for benefits under my own employer. So even without doing anything, we were paying an extra $600 for me to be covered under his plan rather than my employer plan. So when you're looking at those types of things, you know, that can that can be true for an individual that's Medicare eligible also, that they're now not only paying potentially differently for their own coverage, but they're still kind of carrying this other fee. And so that's where another sort of ACA plan might put a lot more money back in somebody's pocket. We have uh, a lot of different kind of structures of how these benefits can kind of come together. So we have two sort of employer plans to look at. You have Medicare, you have American uh, Affordable Care Act plans. And, you know, there's other ways that any individual can kind of stack those on top of each other. And we try to help navigate them through all those choices. One of the things that I think is beneficial as well that you help employers with is many of us are in that sandwich generation, right? Where you're caring for your kids at home, you're caring for your parents. And if I'm an employee of ABC company again, and you're working with my employer, but I don't, I'm not post 65, but my parents are. Yeah. The benefit that can be offered to the parents as well and help my parents enroll because you're already engaged with my employer, which I think is a fantastic thing that can offer because, again, as someone in the sandwich generation trying to help my parents out, Medicare can be confusing for them just like it can be for an, an employee and, and helping them to make the right choice is something that can be offered as well. I think that's a fantastic just little perk that people can can know of because, again, if I'm spending time researching Medicare, guess what I'm not doing? working and being pro- <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we see that a lot, actually, where folks will ask us to help their um, parents navigate those choices. And we're happy to do that. Like I said, we can do it in these um, customized consultations like we've been talking about. But we also have a lot of educational materials. Like on our website, we do webinars. We can host a webinar for an employer um, where we can have an agent there that's kind of covering questions live as they come in. We have an animated sort of explainer video that an employer can post on their intranet. And that covers a little bit about how original Medicare works, how these supplemental plan options work. It's not giving them a, a personalized, you know, quote. It's not saying uh, you live in this county and here's the providers you have. And so here's a plan, but it'll give them sort of the general basics of how Medicare and Medicare supplement plans work. And so that even, even just to kind of answer those first few initial questions to say, is this something I'm interested in learning more about some of those, um, you know, videos or webinars, we see we see people bringing their family members into that uh, also just um, to kind of give them a, a grounding in some of these like foreign concepts that they haven't done a lot of research on yet. 
Well, I, th I think we've identified one. We've built and understood a world of complexity that can be simplified, <laughs> where employees can get it, our HR professionals can get it. We can help create opportunities to help reduce cost, both for the employer and for the employee and their families, and just help with just moving people forward with maybe another level of benefits as we look to expand into these offerings that really doesn't cost an employer a lot, but delivers a high level. So we are just beyond thankful, Gina, to one, call you teammate. Two, again, happy anniversary, <laughs> eight years. Thank you. And we're happy to have you celebrate with us here on the Benefits Breakdown. We are so thankful to have you here and we'll look forward to uh, future conversations. Uh, and for all the friends of the Benefits Breakdown, thanks for joining us today. And we're going to look forward to seeing you next time here and have a great rest of your day. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Gina, so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for listening to the Benefits Breakdown. This episode, in combination with our previous episode titled Fight Cancer, Strategies for Employers, Employees, and Their Families, is eligible for one SHRM credit. That code for SHRM credit is 22TE473. That's 22 dash T as in Tango, E as in Echo, 473. This code expires after December 31st of 2022. So thanks again for listening, and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And we'll see you next time on The Benefits Breakdown.